Well, good morning, everybody. What a joy it is to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. I trust that you're all excited and fired up and full of the fire of the Spirit in your hearts. Amen. Well, we truly live in exciting times. Uh, some may call it challenging times. That's for sure. And the church on its own gets challenged by a lot of challenges on many fronts. But I want to encourage you today, the darker it gets, the brighter we will shine. Amen. The title of the word today is The Living Spirit, and I, I'm so excited sharing this word with you, because I'm sharing to you the truth or some little bit of the Holy Spirit, the Living Spirit. Amen. The Living Spirit. Yesterday, as I prepared, I, I read a whole number of scriptures, and I was reading about the day of Pentecost when uh, the Holy Spirit fell on the people, and the Word says that the people were bewildered. They were flabbergasted. They didn't know what was going on, running up and down, trying to sort out what was this, what was happening. Then Peter, one of the apostles, stood up, and he started preaching, and he said a lot of things, but one of the things that he said that really struck me is he, he, he said, this Jesus, whom you crucify, he's alive. He's alive. This Jesus is alive. And I want to encourage you today, the church, the people of God, this Jesus is alive. And we celebrate his life. We will not lie down. We will not be in a fit about what's ever going on because our Lord and our Master is alive and we are His children. This is not a season of defeat. We will celebrate Jesus' victory. Amen. Amen. This is warfare. We won't lie down. We won't run away. We take the kingdom by force. We prevail. So take up what God has given you. Now, as I said, this is really a word of encouragement, but it will also challenge you because I'm speaking about getting to know the Holy Spirit as a person. This year, we were sharing a lot about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, etc., and Pastor John taught us just recently about the gifts, and it's wonderful. Do you know what we need to get, the, we need to, get to know the person of the Holy Spirit, for He is a real person. And can you imagine that this person, the Holy Spirit, invites you and I to be in a living relationship with Him? How can we ever understand that? How is it possible that we, human beings, we get invited to invite Him into our hearts, to live with us, to be with us? How can we understand? We can just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So this is what we need. We need to know this mighty, wonderful, fabulous, loving, powerful, gentle person on the face of the earth. His name is the Holy Spirit. Are you excited? Amen. I want to share with you, my wife and I, Evelyn, at some times we find in the Spirit that it's time to gear up. You know, I'm not sure whether gear up or gear down is the right thing. Depends if you, if you drive a V8 or a V what for. If you gear up, it means 
This is time to accelerate. It's time to go deeper. And a few weeks ago, the Lord just started inviting us into a whole new relationship with Him. Holy Spirit, getting to know the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you how many things happened in our lives since then. And it is exciting, but it's also frightening. And it's challenging because the Holy Spirit will put you in a place where you're out of your comfort zone and you need to rethink a lot of stuff and you need to be willing to yield to Him, to follow His lead. This is truly exciting. And I believe that in a time like this, just like Pastor John said at the very start of this meeting, now again the whole world is up in arms. People of God, we don't need to be up in arms because we celebrate the victory. Amen. Jesus is alive. And you know what? When he left, he told his disciples, it is profitable for you when I go, because when I go, I'll ask the Father, and he will send you the Holy Spirit to be with you always. Wow, imagine that, the Holy Spirit with you forever, always in close fellowship with you. So we stand against this spirit of fear. We will not yield to the spirit of fear. No, we will celebrate victory. We will declare the great works of God. We will declare the love and the grace and the mercy of the living God. We will not lie down because this is warfare. And you and I are called to be warriors. Warriors with an A and not with an O. O. I hope you can spell. <laughs> because warriors worry. Warriors Go out for the battle, but warriors, how, how do you pronounce that? They worry all the time. We are not called to be worried. We are called to be filled with the Holy Spirit and celebrate His life. Let me read the scripture to you, Acts 1, verse 3 to 5, and then verse 8, out of the Passion Translation, and we check this. After his sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom and shared meals with them. Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. Talking about the Holy Spirit, for John baptized you in water, but in a few days from now, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Verse 8, but I promise you this, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be filled with power. You say it with me, filled with power. Amen. Do you like it to be filled with power? Amen. Because we are not called to be filled with fear and defeat, but to be filled with the power of God. This is the promise of Jesus. So let us take it up. Wow. And he says, then you will be my messengers in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest place on earth. Now, these were the very last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. And I'm sure that we can all agree it was important. These words were important words. So he meant business when he said, wait until you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for you will receive power. 
People of God, let me tell you, if we ever needed the power of the Spirit of God, this is the time. And this is so much more than just speaking in tongues. I grew up in a Pentecostal church, and I thank the Lord for it, but the only emphasis they had was speaking in tongues and the interpretation of it, which is good. But the Holy Spirit is so much more. He wants to invite you into His world. He wants to invite you into the world of the supernatural. He wants to invite you into a whole new dimension, because this is what we are. We are kingdom people called to live in this wonderful promise of God. Now, God has a purpose for each one of us, His children. You shall be my witnesses while we be on earth being a citizen of heaven. We are called to live in such power and significance that we will be the representatives of the living Jesus. This is what the world really needs. The world needs an experience, an encounter with the living God, with the living Jesus. For if they don't meet with the living Jesus, all we have is our preaching. And preaching is good, but if the preaching is not carried by the Spirit of God, it's useless. And we need to start live in the world of the supernatural. This is what He wants for us. Being aware that relying on your own capabilities, you will fail. Hence the instruction, wait until you receive the power. Keep in mind, He was talking, speaking to His own people, disciples. Still, they needed the power of God. Now listen to this. No person in the kingdom of God was born to be natural. Wow, how does that sound? Let me repeat. No person in the kingdom of God was born to be natural. We were meant to be supernatural. We need to live in a dimension where supernatural is the new natural. Amen? This is what we need. This is what we need for a time like this. And this is what the Holy Spirit invites you to. This is God putting the super on your natural. Being baptized with the Holy Spirit means to be equipped with His life. Can you imagine that as human beings being equipped, being filled with something of the throne room of God, the very life of God? How can we ever understand this? We can never understand this. I can very well see Jesus speaking to his disciples, telling them, guys, you are smart. I've taught you now for three years, and you did a lot of wonderful things. But to be my witnesses, you are not smart enough. You need the Holy Spirit. You need to get to know the Holy Spirit. Sadly enough, there are many, many, many Christians who say, it's not important. We can live without the Holy Spirit. They don't allow the work of the Holy Spirit in their meetings. They don't allow the work of the Holy Spirit in their lives. How can you ever try to, success, to, to succeed in a time like this? We need the power of the Holy Spirit for this will renew your heart. He will actually give you a new heart, a heart of truth, a heart of integrity, a heart that seeks after Him, a heart that loves people, a heart that is on fire for the kingdom of God, a heart filled with passion and zeal, the heart of a warrior, a heart that finds its life in Him. All of these you can find in Ezekiel 36 and Jeremiah 31, even in the Old Testament 
a heart that calls out, Abba, Father, you are my own Father. Wow, now you can plunder hell. Now you can speak words of life, of power, of healing. Now God will start using you to destroy the works of the enemy. 1 John 3 verse 8 says, For this is the reason that the Son of Man was made manifest, to destroy the works of the evil. This is what God calls us for. People of God, you will be bumped out of your comfort zone for maybe while you just live on your daily life, there will someone be crossing your way, someone who's oppressed or someone that's just bothered with a lot of sickness and the Holy Spirit will speak to you and you can touch that person, you can pray that person and you can dissolve, destroy the works of the enemy in that person's life. Amen. Now this sounds good to me, for now you will fulfill His purposes in your life. You will be stretched beyond comprehension, but your walk with God will be exciting. This will be the best time of your life. You won't, you, you won't want to wait. You just want to spend time, more time with God. You want to read more in His Word, and you read, and the Holy Spirit is with you, explaining and sharing some secret truths with you, and it comes alive in your heart. Wow! Because Jesus said to His disciples, Matthew 4 verse 4, you shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This is the life that we need, people of God. We need that life, the Word of God. You will learn what holiness and sanctification means, for He is the Holy Spirit. The best part of your day will be when you encounter Him in a special way. You will fall in love with Jesus over and over again. You will have an impact wherever you go. This life is what the, the people the, of this world need right now. Because again, there's trouble. Again, there's the fourth wave. How many waves there will be? My goodness. It's, it's, you know, it's, they said this one was, was hiding in the fridge waiting for confirmment of payment, you know? Well, I don't know what's been stored up for us. <sighs> Isn't it amazing we can laugh about something so serious? And it also it's the first time in your life that it's negative to be positive. <laughs> we always say to people, be positive. No, you can't be positive. You're positive, you're in trouble. Now you have to be negative. But you need to think positive, but you need to be negative. My goodness, mind-blowing. <laughs> People of God, we are the answer to the world. Because God has chosen to work through you and I. He has chosen to work through you and I but you can't do it on your own. You need to welcome the Holy Spirit, for He will declare God unto you. He will declare Jesus unto you. You will start living in fullness of life. A whole new life will open to you. You cannot allow the enemy to run rampant and just destroy people's lives. We cannot allow that. If you love people, you will care. You will pray for them to get healed. You will speak words of healing and life over them to get them out of oppression and depression and all the issues. You will try to get God's life into them. This is 
what we need to do. My biggest concern is the church people. So many people just plodding along, just surviving. Yeah, I'm saved, I'm baptized, I'm baptized in the Spirit, and now I just cruise on. Don't rock my boat, baby. There's a song like that. Rock, 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 rock. Don't rock my boat, baby. I'm telling you, if you're getting filled with the power of the Spirit of God, your boat will be rocked for sure. Your boat will be rocked for sure because He will start using you in ways which you never thought possible. Wow, this is exciting. You can never be satisfied with where you are. For with God, there's always more and more and more. You cannot be the same like you were a month ago. Never. You need to grow in God. You need to grow in revelation. You need to grow in your knowing of God, of Jesus. This is what Paul says. My fixed determination is to get to know Him more more and more, and understanding the wonders of His person. Wow, your life will change. Your life will start revolving around Jesus, for He will fulfill His life in you. You will be drenched with the life of God. Wow, I'll someone start preaching. This, um, this is still the introduction. I want to ask you, children of God, are you fulfilling God's purpose in your life? Are you truly fulfilling God's purpose in your life? I want to put a challenge out to you today. It's not the pastor's job. It's not pastor's job. Pastor John's job. It's not our job. It's your calling. It's all of ours calling. This is what God has called you for. In a time like this, when the world doesn't know where to turn to, they've got no answers, this is the time He called you and I to get up, to take up the power of the Spirit, to invite Him into your life. The Holy Spirit, I want more and more of you. I need more and more of you. Come fill me to come capacity. Come fill me till overflowing. I just want more and more and more of you so that streams of living water will flow from me. Wherever I go, I will have an impact. I will have a meaningful impact. You will use me to change people's lives. We will restore marriages. We will restore relationships. We will bring about the life of God. Wow. I'm excited about this. I, I am so convinced that we live in the best time ever. The best time ever. You need to realize that you are born for a time like this. You are positioned here for a time like this. This is not the time to hide. This is not the time to, to run. This is the time to get up and say, Lord, here I am. I raise my hand. I'm a warrior of God. Fill me with your spirit. Give me more and more of your spirit, Lord, so that we can establish the kingdom of God wherever we go. Are you excited about this? I want to tell you a story of a truck. My dad, before we moved to the farm area, we lived in Kempton Park. It was a nice little town at that time. And now that is many, many, many eons ago when I was still a small boy. And he had a truck. Uh, I, I believe it was an ERF, a, 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 a British product. But that truck never wanted to start. Never, ever. The starter was just there for the joke, just to fill a void. But it was painted in racing green, and the wheels were polished, and the rims were mags, and the cab 
was so wonderful, beautiful. Let me tell you, if that truck doesn't start, it's useless. It doesn't mean anything. And, and now it wouldn't start. So now my mom would take our Zephyr. Our Zephyr was a mean car. It was a Ford product. I always loved the Fords because Uncle Johnny, he was a rich guy in our church. He had the chefs, the Impalas. They were as long, awesome, almost as long as this, this whole stage. Can't believe it. But they were beautiful. But you know what? They were silent. They were soft. It was just, you know, you just lied. You didn't hear anything. And me, a little boy, I didn't like that. But Uncle Vic Horn, he had a Ford Galaxy, a black one, with a V8. And that thing, when he put his foot to that thing, it roared. I loved it. I was jumping up and down of joy when we raced from robot to robot with that thing. So I preferred the Fords. Anyway, that's just an add-on. Stop the ads. Stop the ads. Now the truck would not start, so my mom would take the Zephyr, park it in front of the truck. My dad would uh, put on the rope, thick rope, and now this truck needs to get towed down the street. So the Zephyr would stand a bit, spin, 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 and then eventually it just starts moving, 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 out into the street, down Church Street, sloped that way, and then now it would go, 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 and it would pick up speed, and this rope is tight. And then when my dad feels the truck is, is going quick enough, fast enough, he would shout through the window, clutch! Then my mom would put in the clutch, and now the Zephyr goes slower, and the truck catches up, catching up, catching up, and almost when it hits it, my dad would let go of the clutch, and that truck would just jump, and it would start, and it would fire up. <sighs> Unbelievable. And then he would park it next to the road, get into the car, go and eat his breakfast, and now this truck is standing there, warming up, warming up, warming up, getting ready for the day's work. People of God, that truck was useless if it wasn't started up. I'm telling you now, we, the people of God, if you're not fired up, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you are useless in the kingdom. Amen. So many people are forever just trying to sort themselves out. And I say it with a lot of respect because I know that some people had been through very traumatic lives and experiences. But people of God, you know, the Lord showed me many years ago, this is like a huge train station. And there's one section where they just shunt the, the wagons, the trains up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But they never ever get onto the real thing going down to Cape Town or wherever. They're just getting shunted up, up and down, up and down, up and down. So many people are just getting shunted up and down, up and down. Then it's this, then it's that. Then it's this, then it's that. My goodness, let's get out of the shunt yard and let's get hooked up onto the locomotive. Let's get fired up. Let's get this truck to be fired up, fired up by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We need to bring a change in this world. Yeah. Now, now we get to the sermon. John 11. <laughs> in John 11, we find the story of Lazarus. Now, Lazarus was a friend of Jesus, him, his two sisters, Mary and Martha. And they notified Jesus. They said, Jesus, him who you love is sick. Seriously, 
Bible says Jesus still remained where he was. You know, have you ever experienced that? Jesus, you know, but he remained where he was. Nothing happened. What, what, nothing happened. He remained. And when he eventually got there, Lazarus was dead for four days already. Now that's dead. That's properly dead. <laughs> so both the sisters said to Jesus, Master, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. My brother would have lived. And he said, yes, he will live. Yes, Lord, I know in the resurrection day he will live. But then in verse 25, Jesus says, he says, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. Yo, if you take one thing away today, Jesus living in you by the Holy Spirit says to you, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. He is filled with this power, with life. He says, open that tomb, roll away the stone. Martha, she complained. She said, she objected, no Lord, we can't do that because he's dead four days already. He will smell. Uh, it will be an offensive odor. Uh, let me tell you, if you're so dead, you're really dead. No? He, he was dead completely. But Jesus said, verse 40, he said to her, Martha, didn't I say to you that if you believe, you will see the revelation of the glory of God? Amen. Martha, if you believe, you will see the revelation of the glory of God. People of God, do you believe? Do you believe in the living Jesus? Do you believe that he is the resurrection and the life? Because if you believe and you start acting in this, you will see the revelation of the glory of God. Amen. But Lord, it is smelly. It, do you know what? She didn't want to open that tomb because it was smelly. And I can sense there's some people here with some Lazaruses. There's people with tombs, with graves. And you don't want to get too close to Jesus because maybe he tells you, open up that cave. But Lord, it's smelling. Let's hide it away. No one knows about this. It's, it's there. It's safe. Keep it there. Keep it dead. No. When Jesus walks into your life, he confronts death because he is the life. And you can't make peace with death in your life. You can't make peace with death. You can't because he is the life. He calls Lazarus out. He says, come out of that grave. Come out of that grave with a loud voice. And there he comes. Uh, beamed out, you know. He was still wrapped. Uh, beam him up, Scotty. This was beam him out. There he comes. You can go and read in the Bible. It says, there he came out. He didn't walk out. He came out. I don't know how he came out, but he came out. Still behind it, bound with all the stuff. And Jesus said, loosen him. Wow. People of God, how many Lazaruses have you got in your life, perhaps? Let me say this to you. Open that tomb. Open that tomb. And allow Jesus to call him out of that tomb.
You see, for they complained. They said, no, it's not possible. But you see, when the very life of Jesus meets you, then death cannot retain what he got in your life. Death cannot retain that Lazarus in the grave. He could not hold him there. He could not keep him there. For the words that Jesus spoke contained the very life of God. And this is what you and I need. We walk around, we, we live in this world with so many graves, so many tombs, so many Lazaruses, and everybody says, no, don't touch it, it's smelling. No, there's no hope for it, it's over. There's no such thing as it's over for a man or a woman of God. We speak the words of God into that grave because it has to listen to the word of God. Isaiah 55 says, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall prosper and pleasure this which I sent it for. It will not return to me void. So when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's not to, to make you feel so wonderful, although you will feel wonderful, but this is not the idea. The idea is to confront a Lazarus in someone's life, to confront a Lazarus in your life. This is the whole purpose of giving you the gifts of the Spirit so that you can walk and you can speak to those Lazaruses and release the words of life into that tomb, even though it might be smelly, but you call him out and you speak words into him. Ezekiel 37, prophesying about Israel, but the principle is still the same. Can these dead bones live, Mr. Prophet? <laughs> what would you do if there's a Lazarus in your life and Jesus stops by and he says, can these bones live? Oh Lord, only you know. And what does he say? He says, now you start prophesying to these bones. What is this prophesying? You start speaking the life of God into these bones. What does it mean to you and I? It means that we live in this nation, in this city, in this house. And from now on, we don't accept death and fear and anxiety, but we will start speaking the life of God. We start speaking. We stand against the spirit of fear. We stand against the spirit of the enemy. Amen. We release words of hope. This is what the world needs. The world needs the living spirit of God. The world needs to see the spirit of God living in you, really living in you. This is why Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. A witness is not a telltale. A witness is someone who experiences it. It lives in him. Would you like to be a witness of the living God? Would you like to be a witness of the living Spirit of God. Wow, this is what it means to be supernatural because it is natural for us to be supernatural, to start moving in the supernatural. Are you up to it? Are you up to it? Well, I'm up to it. I ask the Lord, please, Lord, more and more and more. I'm not sure I'm using the right words, but He knows my heart. And I just ask, Lord, fill me to capacity. Fill us to capacity. Lord, use this house, that this house will be the forerunner, showing people the living God, that people will fall down on their knees 
when they enter this house because of the presence of God. People of God, if we have church, if we celebrate, if we worship, and God doesn't turn up, why do we turn up? It's a waste of time. Then it's a concert. We need to show the world the living God. And this is the place where they will meet Him. If you and I are ready to meet with the Holy Spirit, inviting Him into our lives. Holy Spirit, here I am. Here we are. Here we are as a house. We invite you into our lives so that we will speak the words of life. We will not yield to death. We will not yield to fear. We will walk as warriors of God, dangerous to the enemy, dangerous to the enemy. We will plunder hell. We will destroy the works of the enemy, for we are filled with the life of God. Wow, I'm so exciting. I don't know why the Lord waited until I'm almost, well, shall I tell you how old I am? Very old. And now the Lord draws me into this just with... I'm so excited, I can't tell you. I can't wait just to, to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Say, Lord, use us. Use me, use me mightily. You know, what is the good news? It's for each and every one of you. Don't think, oh, yeah, pastor, you there. You know, someone told me between the services, wow, you look so nice with your tie. I really like it. Don't think it's for the guys who look nice. It's for each and every one. If you say yes to Jesus, his promise is he will fill you with his Holy Spirit. If you seek after him, if you ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking, Jesus said, my Father in heaven will give you the Holy Spirit if you keep on like this. I told my wife, now this is very funny, it wasn't, I wasn't planning on telling you this. I was praying Friday morning, I was praying very early, and, and fortunately, my study is way far from everything and every neighbor. And I was praying about this, and I stopped in front of my one cupboard, and the Spirit just put something in my heart, and I started knocking. I said, Lord, here I am. I'm knocking. I'm knocking, I'm knocking, for your word says, if I keep on knocking, you will give me your spirit. You know what? The Lord showed me how the Father and Jesus looked at me, and they just smiled. Because I'm knocking, Lord, and I will not let you go, because I'm filled with the fullness of your spirit. This is my prayer for each and every one of us. This living spirit so that we can make a change. We will bring about the life of God wherever we are, and you will live in a whole new world. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Now, before I pray, I just want to ask you, if there's anyone who are inspired by this word, you know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 2, he says, I bring you these words, these spiritual truths, with spiritual words through the Spirit of God. If this word has stirred something in your heart and you just want to slip up your hand and say, Lord, I want more of your spirit. I want the fullness of your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for each and every person you see them, even though, even them that watch and listen on different media with hands lifted up, 
more of your spirit, Lord, and you know what we mean, fullness of your spirit, the power of your spirit, Lord, the fullness of your spirit, that we will be filled to overflowing. Lord, thank you that you called us for a time like this. Thank you that we will fulfill our destiny. Thank you, Lord, that we will truly fulfill our destiny. We will be dangerous to the enemy. We will be mighty warriors of God, marching along, claiming the victory wherever we go, wherever we we go, we will not yield to the enemy. We will destroy the works of the enemy wherever we go. We pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, and now we just bless your people. We pray your blessing over each and every one of them that you will light up the smile of your countenance upon them. Lord, that you make your face to shine upon them and that you will give them peace. That no one leaves here today with anxiety or fear of being troubled in their hearts, but that they will walk out here filled with hope and power of the Holy Spirit. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.